Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016 I helped him launch his very first membership he had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership in his first launch he got a hundred and thirty members bringing him in about sixty thousand in income every year now He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, episode 201. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner, or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful, and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and a really warm welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you doing? So last week was episode 200, a little bit of a different one with me and my lovely husband. So if you've not had a chance to go and listen to that, then please do go and do that. It's just a bit of a like, ask me anything, some personal questions, some work questions, some funny questions. So yeah, that was good fun. I enjoyed it. But like I said, something different for episode 200. So now time to get on with the next 100 episodes. So in this week's episode, it's going to be quite a quick one. Again, often with solo ones, if you're new to the podcast, when it comes to a solo episode, uh, sometimes they can be a little bit off the cuff. And sometimes, you know, they can be really well planned, but more often a little bit off the cuff. And this week, I want to talk about the fact of summer holidays and the summer break and what we're going to do and how we manage. But before we talk about that. I want to tell you about an online event I'm doing. Now, I'm very lucky that I get asked to do quite a lot of online events, which is great. And most of the time, I'm not very organized enough to let you know on the podcast. But this time, I made sure I was. So this event is called Friend Zone to Authority Island, where sales and profits await. Now, the dates are August the 17th to the 19th. And it's basically 32 high achieving experts giving mini masterclasses, showing you how to position your business to stand out, attract the right clients, make money with products that run without you, no matter what stage you're in or how long you've been doing it. Can you tell I'm reading this? I'm a nightmare at reading, aren't I? Anyway, this online event, like I said, brings together all those experts. And if you're wondering whether this event is for you and whether you should check it out, 
If you're tired of working around the clock and not seeing any profit or income, and you're ready to get some step-by-step blueprints, and I know obviously, and you know me, all my stuff is step-by-step. If you're tired of listening to gurus, uh, give you all the pieces of the puzzle because they need you to do other stuff, then this is for you. And if you're tired of struggling to get started attracting your dream clients in your niche, and you're searching for that one piece of information, single strategy that will make an impact on your business, and you're ready to hear it. So uh, it's really, really good for you if those things are kind of resonating. So you can discover how you can easily stop being seen as a content creator and start being seen as the go-to expert in your niche. And I think like the authority island thing is really important because you've got to, no, you haven't got to be the authority or a authority. It's just, you want people to see you that way. I want people to work with me who think, she knows what she's talking about. So I think that's really important. So it's a really nice online event, this one. I'm going to put my link in the show notes. So if you want to check that out, then wherever you're listening to this, you'll find the show notes below and the link will be there. So do go and check that out. Also, we're checking it out on my social media as well. So uh, you might see it there. So there we go. I just wanted to give you a quick heads up about that online event. So this week, let's talk about the summer holidays. Now, if you haven't got children, then don't panic. It doesn't mean that this isn't going to be prevalent to you or something you need to listen to. But I really think it's important for us to get together a strategy or some make some commitments to ourselves about what we're going to do in the holidays. Now, we're obviously in it, in the thick of it already. My daughter broke up a number of weeks ago. Now, you know, because I'm really honest about this stuff, I share my daughter with my ex-husband. So that immediately halves my holidays down, which is an absolute blessing at this time of year, I have to say. I know it sounds awful and I adore her and love her, but the idea that I get weeks where I get to focus, I know I am very lucky because of that. Uh, One of the upsides is sides of divorce. But obviously with the week she's here, I'm still juggling her and my stepson is here all the time. Dogs, family, blah, 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 blah. So what are you going to do over these kind of six, eight weeks, whatever it is that we've got left now? And even if you haven't got children who are off, it's summer and we've been working our backsides off. I was talking about this the other day, being an online business, and I know most of you are really similar as in not that you're an online business, but I know most of you during the holiday, sorry, during the holidays, during COVID, didn't take time off, didn't necessarily have furlough, didn't necessarily have the time off that maybe some others did. And sorry, I'm just, uh, do not disturb my computer as always, which I always forget. And then you always hear a noise anyway. So lots of you have been working really, really hard and summer generally is the time that we get to rest a little bit. And normally we get to go on holiday, but it's still very much in the air, depending on what part of the world you're in as to what holiday you can take, where you can go, that sort of thing. So I want us to look at like, what are we going to be doing over the next few weeks? Not only if we've got children and or other commitments, parents, siblings, people we have to care for, but what are we going to do to make sure that we manage these next few weeks? So I've got a couple of ideas for you. I had some really good ideas from my membership because I did a talk on this. We did a live on it to help them plan for the summer and I got them to share their ideas. So One of the ideas, if you do have children, which I thought was really, really nice, one of my members said, I'm not going to let the little things get to me. And I think that's really important. Now, during the first lockdown and we had homeschooling, I I got myself in such a state. Like I was really conscious about what my daughter was doing with school. I was getting really cross when she wasn't doing what I thought she should have been doing. We were constantly in loggerheads. We were constantly having conversations about, you know, not trying hard enough, do this, do that. It was 
horrible for both of us. So when it came to the second time of homeschooling, I just thought, you know what? I'm not going to be so hard on her or myself. I'm going to just let her crack on, do what she needs to do. If she doesn't get it all done, then that's fine by me. Now, I'm not saying that's the most brilliant parenting tip in the world, but I'm just saying for my own and her mental health, I knew that I had to step back a bit. So actually, when this member said that she's, you know, going to let the small things kind of slide a bit, I think that's so right. I think when they're at home and you're trying to work and you're trying to do the things, I know for sure, me, I can find myself getting a bit het up about stuff. So I'm going to try really hard not to let the little stuff, the niggly stuff get on my nerves. I'm just going to let it go. From a work point of view, I'm going to try and do some of these things. So I batch content. You know that this week, actually, while she's not here, I'm going to be batching a lot of content, the podcast, email, social media, all those good things over the summer as much as possible as I can. And then I'm going to look at anything else like, so we do something called an inspired action in the academy, in my membership, where basically I ask people every week to do one thing for their business. It's normally small. It's not normally big and onerous. It might just be a reminder. It might be something new to try. So I've batched all of them. So I've done all of them right the way through to October already, and they're all scheduled. So what in your business can you sit down and batch? And you know, and I've talked about batching before, but doing the same activity all together makes you much more efficient and it makes it much quicker. So sit down, work out, what can you batch? Ask someone to take, oh God, I'm back to yawn. No, it's gone. <laughs> Ask someone to take your child off for you know an hour or two, send them to grandma's, whatever it might be. If you can, put them in front of a film and try and get that batching stuff done. So that's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to batch stuff that where I can. The second thing I'm going to do is I am going to see what bare minimum I can do through this period. So what do I have to do in my business? What has to be me? And if you've got a team or a VA, what could be given to them? Like what other things are you doing that you don't necessarily have to do? What can you put off? What can you wait and think, do you know what? I do need to do a new lead magnet or I do need to change that thing on the website, but it doesn't have to be done right now. And I'm going to put it in my diary. Come the first week where they're back at school, I'm going to have a list of things that I then am going to plan in that I'm not going to do in August. Don't beat yourself up for trying to achieve something that you, you know, it's going to be tough to get done. So the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to book some time off. I'm going to look at my diary and work out when I don't have any calls Or the other thing I try and do with the batching thing is I do all my calls on the same day. In fact, I just want to touch on this a minute. I had a member in the academy who was offering calls to her customers. And she was like, I've got one over here. I've got one over here. I've got one over here. And I'm like, that's, you know, that's really hard to dip in and out of those calls, to have them all over your diary. Why don't you just offer them on a couple of days? And she's like, well, you know, some like them in the evening, some like them on the weekend. Some, I said, but if you don't offer it, it makes them decide like, and if they come back to you and say, do you know what? Thanks for those dates, but I really could do with an evening one. I said, if you want to do it, then do it, but don't give it them as the choice to begin with. So she took my advice and changed her Calendly, her setup. So what she was offering and basically sent out the email to all the people who needed calls with those particular dates. And only one person came back and went any chance she could do a different one. And she did. Otherwise, all of them booked in on the days that she chose. So we often think, oh, well, I've got to be flexible. I've got to be like, yeah, anytime you want. No, not at all. You know, even with clients. And I know, obviously, I'm in a different point in my business. But even when I had clients, it's like, 
I'd try and batch them next to each other. So so if I got a call at 10 o'clock one day and it was going to be for an hour, then and someone asked me for a call, I'd say to them, how's 11 o'clock on that same day? They don't know that I've got a whole day free the next day. And if it works for them, then great. If they come back and go, I can't make it, then, you know, you can work around that. But I always try and batch these things together. So I can't remember where I got to. Oh, that's it. So so I'm looking at where I've got spaces in my diary. So if I've got whole days where I've got nothing, I'm literally putting busy in there. And that's going to be days where I can maybe take a day off. I've literally just booked some tickets to go and see The Lion King in London. I'm really excited that, about that with my daughter. So I've booked that in my diary because I had two spaces. I had two days consecutive where I had no calls, which was great. So that's the next thing. Look at what's in your diary. Look at what you've got coming up. Is there anything you can push to September? Is there anything you can move to a day where you've got another call? Just ask the question. If they say no, they say no, but it's got to be worth a chance, right? So that's my other thing. I'm going to try and give myself some time off. Then the next thing is I'm going to be thinking about when I actually work. So who says we need to work between nine and five Monday to Friday? If you have a partner that works in the week and is back on the weekends, then maybe they could have the children on the weekend, on the Saturday, go out for the day and you can use that day to work. Some of my members said they get up early before the children. I mean, it's easy if your child is over kind of 10, 11, because they'll be sleeping in. If they're a bit younger, that might be a bit difficult. Or when they go to bed, that you do some work then and you are present with them in the day. Now, all of this depends on you, your individual situation. These are just some ideas. Like I said, I know I'm very lucky that my daughter only does a week with me and then a week with her dad. And also she's 11. So now I can say to her, you know, go and look on your iPad or whatever. And not that I have to say that to her, by the way. I have to say, stop looking on your iPad or your phone. So she can pretty, she's pretty good at entertaining herself. Also, I am more than happy to have other children round. Only one more, by the way. I'm not inviting a whole, a whole class. Like I'm happy for her to have a friend because that generally means that she is busy doing something with them rather than coming into me. Oh, and the other thing one of my members suggested, which I thought was great, was she does like a child swap. So she might have their children on one day that week and then they swap and they have her children. So that's a really nice idea too. If you are working or you have a business friend who has got children and you're all about the same age, not you, the children. So that's another couple of ideas, which I really liked. And then the last thing I just want to mention, and like I said, this is going to be short and sweet because it was just a few ideas and I wanted just to bring it up at this point, is I'm not going to feel guilty, okay? And I don't want you to either. We run our businesses. We have busy, full lives. We can't put the business on hold for the summer like we can't put our family on hold. So I don't want you to feel guilty. I don't want you to think when you're working, you're a terrible parent. And when you're being a parent, you're a terrible business owner. Because believe me, I felt that too many times. And I promise you, it is not productive. It doesn't do anybody any good, especially you. So what I'm going to do, and I'm not going to make my daughter, I'm not going to let my daughter make me feel guilty either. So when my daughter comes in and goes, mom, can we do something? And I'm working, I will say to her, you are very lucky that I work from home. So that's the first thing. You don't have to be put somewhere else, you know, carted off to your grandma's or whatever. You're really lucky that you get to stay in your home. You get to get up late. You get to hang around and do your things in your house because I work from home. And how lucky are you that that is the case? So also I have to work. This is a reality. I would love to come and play with you, but I do have to work. So what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to leave me alone for 
two, three hours, whatever it is you need from them. And again, it depends on, on their age, but I would, you know, try and have a conversation. And I literally would say, I'm going to shut my door. And unless you're bleeding or something's on fire, then probably don't disturb me. She also, I'm also very lucky that because of the type of world I live in and work in, she knows if my door's shut, she just doesn't disturb me. Now I might get texts, but at least she doesn't come walking in the door. And she has done that from fairly youngish age, I would say, because they're probably sometimes a bit better than we think. So anyway, I will say this to her and I'll say, and if you can let me to work for these number of hours, then afterwards I will then come and spend some time with you. So, but like I said, I'm not going to feel guilty. I am happy that she gets to have her summer in her home and she's not putting some childcare thing, you know, which if she had to be, she'd have to be and I'd do it, you know? So I say that to her and I say, but therefore you've got to be reasonable that I can't just drop everything. And I remind her all the nice things she's got. And that's a lot to do with the fact that I work very hard. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Also, if you've got a team, can you get them to do some stuff? So like I said, I just wanted to give you a really quick episode, some stuff I discussed with my members, wanted to share that with you in terms of, you know, stuff that might help over the summer. But the thing is, make sure you try and get some time for yourself and not just time for the family, but also for you. And also make sure that you don't feel guilty about it, that you don't feel bad. You are doing an amazing job. You are juggling a lot of stuff. We have busy, full lives. So if I go to bed at night and everyone's been fed and no one's dead, then I'm pretty happy with myself. Honestly, it's, you know, don't be hard on yourself. You're doing an amazing job. Okay, I'm going to leave you to it. Like I said, short and sweet. I'll be back next week with an interview. Oh, a really good interview, actually. I think you're really going to love it with Amy McLaren. I think uh, this is, well, I don't think I've done the interview already. It's about turning your passion into purpose, or is it purpose into passion? (laughs) I can't remember. Uh, Anyway, you get the drift. So have a great week and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review. 